And then we want to try to stay away from saying things like labeling our child in front of someone else. Oh, she's really shy or she needs some time to warm up or she's really quiet or she's feeling nervous to the people when your child is around. So because that only, again, emphasizes the trait, reminds your child, oh, there must be something. This is some weakness of mine, some problem of mine, something I'm supposed to fix. And of course, you know, if you've ever dealt with shyness or introversion, which I did and I have, and that is my personality trait, you know, you feel like there's something literally inherently wrong with you and you don't know how to just become more outgoing. You're just really uncomfortable with it. Like there's something in there that just stops you. It just feels uncomfortable. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So this episode can be potentially really eye-opening and hopefully will give you some great guidance in ways that you can help your child really thrive in life and step into their true authentic selves to find that power and the guidance that they need, because there is one thing that all children really need, and actually all humans really need, grown or not. What we all need is radical acceptance by those who love us. We all need to feel seen, heard, and understood. We are all seeking true, authentic connection with no strings attached We want to be loved for who we are at our very core, for our very essence and what we bring to the world. So how many of us got that growing up? If you didn't, can you imagine how amazing it would be to grow up with that kind of radical acceptance? What if you could give that to your own children? What if you could break that cycle? How do you think that would affect their development and who they become? Just to illustrate the feeling of these two more juxtaposed approaches, this is a story from my own childhood. In my experience, from my perspective with my parents growing up, they were very harsh 
They were very hard on me. I felt like nothing I ever did was good enough. I never tried hard enough. The message I got was that I could always do better. Now, I think in their own minds, it was about having really high standards and expectations. And I think they thought the constant push towards something greater and greater was their way of trying to make me stronger, faster, smarter, better, and my best self. But emotionally and mentally, it took a really big toll on me. I felt defeated a lot. I felt like I could give my very best. 110% and it still wasn't good enough. And after a while, I just felt defeated. Why should I try? I just wanted to know that they saw the effort, that they were proud of me, that they appreciated my effort, that my improvements didn't go unnoticed. But I felt like I was consistently letting them down, not living up to my potential in their eyes. In contrast, I had this one experience with my aunt when I was five years old. My dad and my aunt took me skiing. I took a lesson on the bunny slope. And after a couple of tries, I came to the bottom and I did this textbook snowplow stop. My aunt came running over to me overjoyed and gave me a huge hug, yelling and screaming and so excited telling me how amazing it was. I had never seen anyone so excited about anything I ever did before that or ever since during any of my childhood. I was so shocked and taken aback because in my eyes, I hadn't really done anything that special. I listened to the instructor. I tried my best to implement the skills that he taught. I was focused and I was determined and I wanted to learn. And someone was really excited for me. Now, on occasion, that memory will pop up in my head, and I wonder how differently I would have turned out if I had had a lot more of that type of support, that type of excitement over things that I accomplished. How much more self-confidence and courage to explore more of life and my interests and talents would I have had? And there's no way to know. But what I do know is that this is what I wanted to offer my kids and to help other parents to be able to do the same who wanted to give their own children that kind of radical acceptance so that they could feel empowered and courageous to go find their own way in the world. Now, does this mean that everything they do is amazing and all their behavior is welcomed with love? Well, they're always loved, of course, but of course not. The acceptance is for who they are at their core, their nature, their traits, their talents, their personality quirks, their goofiness, their strong sense of justice, their perseverance, their dreamy, imaginative, creative, friendly, loving, silly, quirky, weird, curious, athletic, quiet, passionate, deep thinking, whatever your child's amazing traits are that they bring to the table. Each trait can have a positive and a what we might consider negative piece or a yin or yang, the balance that they need the help to balance out, allowing and accepting each of their tendencies while also guiding them to make the most of their strengths that come with their particular personality traits while minimizing what we might consider the negative aspects or helping them manage those so that that can get in the way of them making the most of that trait and of their own life. So I'm gonna give a lot of examples of this in this episode so that I can give you a really good idea of what I'm talking about here so that you can take this into your own parenting. 
So as one example, perseverance. Now we all know this trait has a lot of positives. Child or adult with this trait will stick to challenging tasks much easier, be much less likely to give up. These are kids who are very independent, will take on a lot of responsibility for themselves. Perseverance can carry us really, really far. But on the opposite side, they sometimes don't know when to take no for an answer. And for parents, this can be really maddening. Now, the other piece of this is also about not pushing our kids to become something or someone that they are not or don't want to be or doesn't feel true to themselves. So I'm going to cover both of these aspects, helping kids balance their traits, using them for positive, the ways that they can serve them to move forward in life, amazing strengths that will help them, while also helping them understand that the ways that this can get in the way and hold them back and how we can teach them to balance that. Then I'm going to talk about how we can support them to do their best without pushing them too far, because that sometimes starts to feel to them like we're wanting them to be or become something that isn't resonating with them and their true nature, their wants, their needs or desires. So when it comes to balancing traits, we first want to recognize the trait for the positive that it brings. Sometimes this can be difficult when I mention a strong sense of justice. Some kids will get very passionate about things being fair or not fair. And I know this is really common when they're talking about things in their favor, but a lot of kids have a really strong sense of justice for everyone. But when it comes to our children talking about fair or not fair, this can be really frustrating from an adult perspective because we know that likely it isn't really as unfair as it appears to them, that life can't be 100% fair all the time and that we have to learn to navigate that. But also there'll be something that happened just last week when something landed in their favor and they didn't seem to complain about fairness then. But all of that is exhausting to try to open their eyes to it and let them see that perspective. And they likely won't really get much from it anyway. And all you're gonna get is a bunch of pushback. But if you have a child who talks a lot about fair or unfair, you may actually notice that this child has a big heart and big feelings for injustice that they see around them. They may really have a big heart for a friend or a friend's family who is struggling. They may talk about people who are poor and people who are struggling, and they may have a deep sense of injustice about that. Things like abused animals, a friend at school or a schoolmate who's struggling, victims of natural disasters. They may ask a lot of questions, wonder how they can help. So if we can take a step back and look at what's really going on, we can start to get curious, we can observe we will likely see something really amazing behind the big feelings about fairness or the not taking no for an answer, the silliness or goofiness that sometimes drives us nuts. I mean, can you imagine growing up with the likes of Robin Williams or Jim Carrey or Melissa McCarthy as your child? I mean, just imagine it. And I don't know how possible it would be to tone down a child version of any of these very naturally talented comedians. But I imagine if their parents had tried to quiet them or make them behave more appropriately or less silly or less crazy or goofy, imagine if their parents told them they needed to be more serious and just tone it down. Now, instead of trying to quiet or contain an overly silly child, helping that child find an outlet for their silliness where they can truly explore this potential gift. Improv, drama, acting class, acting camps, trying out for plays, even finding a school that focuses on arts if that's available. And we are so lucky in our community, but even today, as opposed to, you know, 10, 20 years ago or more, the options available now are 
incredible, especially if you live in a bigger community. My youngest two went to an elementary school called Vista Academy of Visual and Performing Arts. And they're now at a middle school that has electives that give a lot of outlet for creative thinking, for creativity, for drama, singing. So a lot of kids who have a lot of talent in dance, drama, the arts being creative, went to that elementary school. And they're now at a middle school that has electives in all kinds of areas of interest, including Shark Tank News. So the kids who are interested in drama, in improv, it's a, that's a great class for them. They have a full theater and a full acting program at this middle school. They have dance. There's amazing opportunities. So finding these opportunities for kids who seem to have these quirky personalities gives them an outlet and allows them to explore and allows them to bring that into the whole of their experience and their their person. So opening up options and opportunities for our children to explore their talents and gifts that they show a natural tendency for rather than trying to contain them or worry that they won't get by on a silly personality or it's going to get them in trouble and they should probably tone it down and focus on STEM careers instead. Because that's just not for everyone and trying to force them into that is going to backfire most likely. They're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. If you find yourself thinking, my child is too anything, emotional, weird, stubborn, affectionate, quiet, outgoing, independent, shy, strong-willed, you name it, then likely there's actually something amazing to be developed there. Likely this is a key to their future success, believe it or not. So focus on thinking of ways you can embrace that characteristic. I get questions from parents a lot who, my child is so quiet. She's so shy. I want to help her become more outgoing. How do I help her overcome that? But the truth is, what we want to do is say, my child is very quiet. I wonder what some strengths are in being more on the quiet side. As it turns out, there's actually a lot. Just to name a few things to satiate your curiosity, they don't ignore warning signs when it comes to risks. So they tend to make more thought out decisions and they're not risk averse, but they actually tend to do better in those types of situations because they don't just jump in. They tend to be better problem solvers. They don't go with group think nearly as easily as extroverts because they process the information more carefully. And then secondly, you want to stop and think about yourself. If your child is too silly, are you more serious? If your child is too affectionate, are you more reserved? If your child is too strong-willed, are you more flexible and go with the flow? If your child is super energetic, are you more low-key? The further on the opposite end of the spectrum that we fall in these characteristics that we find our children to something, a little extra, right? The more annoying we may find that trait of theirs. So we want to make note of this. It's important because it will help you realize that it may bother you more for that very reason. Okay, so if you're shy and your child is outgoing or you're outgoing and your child is shy, or if you struggled, I get this a lot too from parents, that the parent struggled with being shy when they were a child and it was very difficult for them. And so they don't want their child to have that same experience. So out of, obviously out of love and out of them not wanting their child to struggle, they want to try to help their child have a different experience. And that's great. And there are ways to do that. And there are ways to help our children become a little bit more open, a little bit more comfortable in those social situations, but they're never going to be really outgoing and really extroverted if they're not. So, but I also would argue that it's time to work on the external world as well. 
than to try to force all children to show up as a more extroverted version of themselves. And that's actually an episode for another day. But in either case, it's an invitation to dig in and start to learn about the power of the trait that your child carries and help them to see the power that they carry in that trait. So if you do have a child who is quiet and introverted, talking to them about the power that they carry of being introverted. So I'm going to dig more into this topic with guidance on a few of the more common traits, such as highly emotional kids, shy kids, and some perseverance. And we'll also discuss some guidelines for getting out of our kids' way to let them discover their strengths, guide them, and set expectations without pushing them too hard, too far. We'll do that right after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. BiHeart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now that we're back, here are some ways to guide children with some balance if they're more introverted. So parents often want to push introverted kids to be more outgoing, and it's no surprise why extroverted people are seen as the way to be in our society. And this has been this way for decades. Extroverted people are seen as smarter, more charismatic, a better leader. But quieter people bring a lot to the table, as I mentioned, just a few of the strengths earlier. So the first is radical acceptance of having a quieter child and appreciating the positives of that. But what we want to work on with our quieter children is their social skills. But remember to do so by invitation, through supporting, teaching, and guiding rather than forcing or pushing because this will only backfire. It will make them more nervous about coming in and saying hello to new people or in a situation where they're not really comfortable. It will also only drive deeper to them that there's something inherently wrong with me because I'm not comfortable just walking in and saying hello. I'm not just comfortable doing something that's expected of me. So we want to be really careful about that. So just coaching them. It would be really nice if you would say hello to your aunt and uncle when we arrive. You don't have to give them a hug, but any way that feels comfortable to you, 
You could say hello. Thank you for inviting us. You could say hello. Nice to see you. You could give them a handshake, a high five, a fist bump, even a hello and a wave are all fine. Those are all great options. I can stay with you while you greet them if you like. And then we want to try to stay away from saying things like labeling our child in front of someone else. Oh, she's really shy or she needs some time to warm up or she's really quiet or she's feeling nervous to the people when your child is around. So because that only, again, emphasizes the trait, reminds your child, oh, there must be something. This is some weakness of mine, some problem of mine, something I'm supposed to fix. And of course, you know, if you've ever dealt with shyness or introversion, which I did and I have, and that is my personality trait, you know, you feel like there's something literally inherently wrong with you and you don't know how to just become more outgoing. You're just really uncomfortable with it. Like there's something in there that just stops you. It just feels uncomfortable. I was never comfortable as a small child going in and greeting people, even if I knew them. If you want to tell them beforehand in a call or something in private when your child is out of earshot, definitely make sure they're out of earshot because kids have a way of overhearing a lot of things, especially introverted children. I used to listen to adult conversations very intently. One of the um, one of the positives of introversion, we are very keen about other people's behaviors and choices and thought patterns. I was very interested in the way people acted and why they did what they did. So shy children, introverted children definitely are very keen and very aware and they will perk up their ears anytime adults are talking. So explaining to them that your child might be going through a shy stage. So big crowds or new people, or even if she hasn't seen someone in a while, it can be overwhelming, but we're working on her greeting. So if you could let us come to you first, or if you could refrain from going in for a hug, or if you could get down on your on her level and say hi, if you want to give them some guidance for success, if that's something that you feel comfortable doing, that is really helpful. It can be really helpful for your child. If your child doesn't want to say hello or greet right off the bat, you can let your child know it's okay to take some time to warm up and that we'll take a few minutes and we'll come back, try in a little bit. Okay, for kids with big emotions, we call this personality trait highly emotionally aware. The positive of this trait is that they have a natural skill that a lot of people find really challenging. And that is being really in touch with their feelings, but not only in touch with their feelings, people who are highly feelings aware can also be really tuned into other people's feelings. They can read someone's face. They can understand what they're feeling. They can know how to react or respond to someone without that person ever having to say a word, which is really an amazing trait. So here's just a few tips if you have a child who's highly emotionally aware, has big emotional reactions. And I have a lot more of this in the temperament class for all nine traits. This is just one and here's just a few tips, but this will get you started. So it's important to encourage them to share their feelings rather than tone them down. You want to allow and encourage your child to help others who may need it, like a friend or the family pets, be in charge of the family pets, taking care of them in some aspect or another, asking your highly feelings child to help out around the family, to help others in need. Like their friend dropped something while they were playing and they're trying to build something. They can help pick up the block or something and hand it to them. They can help with the laundry, help with dinner. And it's good, obviously, for all kids to learn to pitch in. But if you have a highly feelings aware child, they're actually very often pretty happy to jump in and help. And so really eliciting this help early on, starting in toddlerhood, 
they're going to get used to that. And that is going to be something that they're going to gain a lot of personal pride and motivation from being someone who is a good helper. They're good at helping clean up spills, feeding the dogs. They can go grab a rag or grab a towel if you need some help or need them to get something or grab, go get your cup and bring it over. Now, here's some other things you want to do. You want to limit media that's too sad, violent, or emotional. You want to ask your high-feeling child how they're feeling often and use a lot of feelings word in your own vocabulary. Now, you want to do this with all children. You want to use a lot of feelings vocabulary and teach a lot of feelings vocabulary because obviously if you have a child on the other end of the spectrum that's not very emotionally aware of their feelings, they're going to need a lot of guidance in growing that ability and developing that to the potential that they can. But when you have children who are highly emotionally aware, it's really good for them to have that full vocabulary and they will grow a very rich vocabulary very quickly. They will be able to use it very skillfully and that will help them to share and express their emotions when they have that vocabulary. Now, you want to help your child slow down and think through the good and bad of different actions and choices instead of responding emotionally. And this is my daughter. And even at a newly minted 12, or maybe I should say, especially at a newly minted 12, we are really working on this, putting space between her emotions and her reaction. So we're coaching this a lot. We coach it during quiet times. We coach it right after she has a big reaction to something about how she can start to take a step back, realize she's feeling triggered, take a deep breath, think about what happened, think about what maybe the intention was rather than what she is thinking that it actually is. And then taking a step back and asking questions and getting curious rather than just reacting out of her own perspective. She usually doesn't interpret the situation the way it was intended. So we're teaching her to step back and start asking some questions. To summarize, radical acceptance means seeing our kids' traits from a positive light, guiding them to build on the strengths of that trait, while also guiding them to recognize and minimize the parts that can get in the way of their success and happiness. But radical acceptance doesn't mean that all behavior and choices are valid or to be accepted. We love their passion, but we help them harness it into something or many things more positive while guiding them to share feelings, ideas, needs, and wants in ways that are calm and can open up dialogue for understanding. We love their high energy. Maybe we're even a bit envious, but we help them harness it, put it towards something positive, towards a goal or just toward a more appropriate way of burning off that energy. When they're little, climbing on outdoor equipment, whether it's at home or at the park, it actually builds their physical fitness, but that's not even the goal. It's just a positive side effect. Send them out to play in the snow. If they're older, they can shovel snow. We can help them focus that energy to learn something new and tire them out and maybe even accomplish something in the process. We help guide them away from behaviors that are more destructive indoors, like jumping on the bed, towards those more productive behaviors. So I have been working on something new that I think will be really helpful. I would love feedback since I'm in the early development of this process. I will be talking about this more in upcoming episodes. I will be putting out a poll on the Your Village Facebook page in about three weeks. I will also make an announcement on the Instagram account as well at Your Village Online about the poll and just be soliciting feedback on the post itself in the comments. 
So feel free to follow on either or both of those if you're interested to learn more and give your feedback so I can be sure to create the most helpful tools for you on your parenting journey. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.